Now, as all of you probably know, my favorite things to talk about are exes, soulmates, romance, and heartbreak. All of my friends tell me that I seem to have a lot of experience and have so many stories to tell. And if you listen to our first episode, Love is a Gamble, you'll notice they couldn't get me to shut up about it. When you're in a place in your life where you're not in love and you aren't heartbroken, the next best thing to talk about is your singledom. I want to talk about the different phases within the single life. Because let me tell you, if you are single in your 20s, it is a humbling thing. And you will have to get through some dirt before you get to the gold. You are now listening to Saucy But Sweet with Allie McPherson, a podcast where nothing is off limits, where we talk about everything from romance, sex, pop culture, and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and enjoy an unfiltered time where we keep it sweet and always saucy. Today, I have my good friends, Ariam Alula and Corey Matthews to join me as we talk about life as a party of one. I'll let you two introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Corey Matthews, and I'm a student here at the Newmart School of Journalism, and I'm 23, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Happy to be here. Yes, happy to have you. And I went to undergrad at Morgan State University. Go Bears. Yes. My name is Ariane. I just graduated from Newmark, actually, um, class of 2019, and gosh, I feel quite old saying this, but (laughs) I am 28 and probably the oldest person in this studio. Wow. I'm also from the Bronx. Yes. um, Repping, repping it. Like Allie. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. This is definitely like a really juicy topic. Um, And I would also add, like, your introduction was fabulous, I would say. Thank you. Thank you. You know, a girl gotta do it up. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's talk about being single, which I I can't shut up about, as you know. Um, Obviously, everyone's experiences are different. Some of us love the whole dating in your 20s thing. Some of us really hate it. And trust me, I know both sides. Um, So I want to ask both of you, like, what were some of the strangest dating experiences you've had in your 20s? Um, If you hadn't had anything strange, like, um, what would you say is, like, the hardest part about being single? I mean, first thing that comes to mind, I remember being on a date and the date wasn't going so well. We were on the train, like on our way home. I was going uptown and this person was going to Queens. And I just remember he had like fallen asleep and was like leaning. Like, (laughs) so it almost in a way looked like it could have been romantic had you not known the context. Of this um, really boring date, and and he was asleep, but as mm-hmm. soon as he heard his stop, I think it was 59th Street, he literally like just bounced up and ran off the train and wow. did not even say goodbye. Um, so I would say that was that was a very strange moment. I don't even remember the details of the date to be honest, but just the departing um, portion of it was, I would say. Um, just unsettling and so he had reached out to me the following day of course he didn't get a response because I just felt no chemistry whatsoever Mm -mm. with this person um in terms of your second question uh what's the hardest part about being single in your 20s well I was thinking a lot about this actually on my way here (laughs) um and I would say like it's a mix of emotions you know you you feel lonely sometimes. Um, you feel envy sometimes. Um, you feel envy towards the people, you know, in your life who aren't loving um, 
relationships. And sometimes you, you know, you question your self-worth. Sometimes there's some doubts. And I think it's all natural. And I also feel like it's temporary. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. That's what my mom always tells me. She always tells me it's temporary when I say, I used to say it before I had a boyfriend. I was like, how long am I going to be single? Like, oh, my God. And then when I dated someone, my mom was like, see, it's going to happen. And now that I find myself single again, I'm like, it's just temporary. Like, I'm going to find someone, you know, hopefully someone who's not shitty because I I keep bumping into that. But, (laughs) you know, yeah. What about you, Corey? Well, I can't say I've had any weird experiences. I feel like most of mine have been pretty normal. I certainly don't have a story like that one, but I totally understand But as far as the second uh, question, I would say I was just thinking about writing down some things. I think one of the hardest things about being single in your 20s is knowing that you want to accomplish a lot and you want to do a lot of things with your career and things that you're focused on and trying to balance that time of this. If I'm going to take away from that, but I want to be with the person and trying to make sure I give that person the time that they need and they deserve. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you do want to focus on all that stuff. Because you're only going to be in your 20s one time. And once mm-hmm. it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if a relationship is something you want, then you need you have to find a way to balance that time. You have to figure out what you might sacrifice. And if it's not from your career, it might be from something else. And mm-hmm. you really, it might be a certain thing about sleep, like we always joke about sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just one of the hardest things sometimes, just finding um, that balance. And then, two to go along with that, it's making sure you're communicating with that other person. Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, I know I can definitely be this type of person. In my 20s, there have been times where I haven't communicated things the best, maybe because I wasn't 100% sure about them Mm -hmm. at first. And I feel like in certain experiences I've had when I've been dating people, they haven't communicated things with me the best. And so we've kind of been going back and forth, but it's kind of been a roller coaster where we both didn't know what we wanted. And so we were on like this kind of back and forth train. Mm -hmm. And so things just weren't clear at the beginning. And I think, you know, Things could have been a lot easier if they were. So those are, to me, two of the most difficult things about being um, single in your 20s. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the strangest dating experience, I went on a date with a guy. I mean, I look back at it now and I was like, was that even a date? But um, we had met. We had met up and he had clipped his he was clipping his nails on the train on our way back. And then he had the nerve to say when he got off at 125th and Lexington, he had the nerve to say, text me. And then when I kind of started letting him go and not really paying attention to him, he had he kept texting me like, hey, do you want to hang out with me and my rich friends? One text said that. One text. I just stopped answering because it's like, what? You're a horrible person. You clip your fucking nails on the train. And then you think that I'm going to hang out with you and your rich white friends. Like, what the fuck? And he wasn't even white. He looked white, but he wasn't. Um, I think he thought he was white. You know, um, I think he had an identity crisis or whatever the hell was wrong with him. Um I met him on the street because, you know, those people that like sell things or whatever. Mm. He, and he was young. He wasn't like a creep. But like he was a young dude. You know, I was at the, that point. I had never had a boyfriend. Um, and I think I was maybe 17. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I've had I've had some experiences. <laughs> and um, these these some of these men are trash. This is bringing a flashback. I also um, th- this is kind of embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. I really did not think about sharing this at all. But I. So I met someone in the train station as well, and he just approached me in in a very confident and, like, cool way. And, you know, we exchanged numbers. I was really young and immature. I hadn't kissed anyone at the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he ended up being my first kiss. Like, oh God. fast forward two weeks later, and his tongue is down my throat, and we're in his room. Oh, no. And Oh, gosh. <laughs> I remember, I mean, to give myself credit, I did go to his to his place with a friend. Mm-hmm. And she was, a you know, she was another young lady, um, also cool as well. I trusted her. Her name was Tracy. And... I would say that was probably the smartest move that I made throughout the whole time because right after like we finished we had finished making out he was expressing that he wanted to take it further mm. and I was like it's not going to happen <laughs> yeah. and um then I just remember hearing all this noise in his living room and so he had like maybe three friends that walked into the room and I was like okay time for me to get up and go where oh. Tracy is so I'm so glad that Tracy was there because mm-hmm. it clearly could have it could have been like a tragic situation. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it was like definitely one of those, you know, embarrassing first kisses. But it's also like it could also be like a New York City city yeah. thing as well, like meeting people out in the yeah. street and the subway like that it's seems not to smart. be a reoccurring backdrop. And it and it isn't. Smart. It didn't smart because the last guy I met also he had thought it was a date, but I told him beforehand, we're not dating. Like, I'm not into you like that. He was like, okay, it's fine. Let's just be friends. So he tried the whole date, date, quote unquote, date. The whole time he was trying to persuade me and he was asking me, oh, why? what is it about me you don't like? How are you going to ask me that? You know what I mean? That's such a stupid question because it's like, as soon as I say it, you're going to be offended. And it's just one of the many things that I've experienced in New York City with dating. And I was telling... Corey, this. I think I was texting you the other day. Tell me how nobody wants to commit. People <laughs> in New York just want to fuck around. And all of a sudden on Valentine's Day, everybody's cuffed. What mm. the hell? Like, how did we get here? Like, Valentine's Day was kind of brutal. I'm not going to lie. I had a good time. I'm happy where I am. I don't need a man to be whole. But it was brutal. Social media, do not do it to yourself when you're single. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely did have a conversation about yeah. that, and it was it was a shot to me because I was looking, and it was even friends back home in Maryland that I saw, but I had no idea they were they were together and before I left, and I was like, hmm, this is interesting, and it was just like you know, um, it was just like random, just popping up, and I was like, did you just find someone for the day, or was this something that was happening longer, and you just decided to pop out today, like breaking news, or what the deal was, but. uh I don't know. It was a surprise. And I I told Allie I had to stay off social media a little bit to yeah. make sure I didn't get caught up. Yeah, I, I have friends who felt that way, who just couldn't, you know, yeah. I know it was Valentine's Day because my baby sister had brought some chocolate home for our mom. And also there were a lot of stories about love in my newsletters because I, you know, I'm literally, I like, I live more in my inbox than I do on social media mm-hmm. these days. So I'm I'm actually like, psychologically just taken away from all of the conversations um and i guess all of even like the 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 visual stimuli that comes with you know being coupled or being partnered on you know a national holiday like valentine's day which is i wouldn't say it's stupid but i mean i mean like what i had mentioned earlier you you called it brutal and i would love to hear a little bit more about why but i can kind of assume why it was yeah yeah it's brutal like 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 when you're single well i think it's possible to be single and happy you know what i mean you don't have to be miserable sitting at home eating ice cream watching a sad movie you can be happy like i had a me and Corey like hung out had a great time being single people hanging out 
And that's, to me, what I would like being single to look like. But, and I feel those things, but on Valentine's Day, the brutalness comes when you're now reminded of what you don't have and you're not looking at what you do have. Right. You're not looking at the fact that you have a mother and a father who mm-hmm. love you. You have a brother. You have All the things I do have, I'm now looking at her husband and her the, and the flowers she got. It's like, that's dangerous. And I feel like Valentine's Day and even Christmas, too. Imagine not having a family to spend Christmas with. It's very sad. And I Mother's Day, Father's Day, those things, too. I don't have to think about. I don't never had to think about that. But it's sad if you do not have parents. And so I think it's like a reminder of what you don't have. And that's the part of Valentine's Day. Maybe I don't like, you know, um, but I try to stay positive and always think about what I the family I have and the people that make Valentine's Day worthwhile. Yeah, I think this was the first year I really did try to think about Valentine's Day, not just in a couple sense, too, but actually thought about family. Um, Because this is my first year being away from home, like, out of state. Like, I've been in-state in college, but not, like, out of state. And so I did think about my parents a little bit and thought about just the love I have for them and the love I have for my brother and sister and, you know, my little niece and nephew. So it it definitely, I think, that helped a little more this year because I had never thought about it in that respect before. Um, but at the same time, I guess not having them here, that also contributed to the loneliness because it was like, I have friends, but I don't really have family up here. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit different. Um, but yeah. 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 I love how we're just getting really expansive, um, with this conversation, Mm -hmm. which started off talking about, you know, being single, like romantically single and how we've now, you know, mentioned, um, family, um, I, to that, I'd also like to add friends. Mm. Um, so I believe that we're in relationships with people our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And an article that I came across recently and shared with you, Ali, from The Cut um, was titled Relying on Friendship in a World Made for Couples. And what I really enjoyed about that piece um, was that I feel like I could have written it. Um, so the author is essentially talking about how you know friendships can be the center of a girl's life or or a guy's life Mm -hmm. um when they don't have a romantic partner and so I think for majority of my life I was always someone's best friend someone's best friend someone's like bestie now like um I have a really you know close friend we call each other sister friends um and and I think there was a point in my life where I had made my friends like the center of my world and this was when I was in high school um and I remember I would even like cut class and I would come to class early um or I would come to class late because I was you know spending time with my girlfriends and so I'm not the same anymore of course I had that stage but I do dearly love a lot of people in my life who I can who I consider close friends um And just to, like, quote my favorite line in the piece, it's—it was actually a quote from another writer. So this novelist, um, Hanya Yana Gahira, said, Friendship is the most underrated relationship in our lives. It remains the one relationship not bound by law, blood, or money, but an unspoken agreement of love. And with any type of relationship, there's a lot of— effort that you have to put in as you had mentioned Corey you know there's communication there's things like trust um trust building and so I've had you know really intense and long-term friendships I would say ever since I was a little girl 
when we're talking about like romantic friendships and <clears throat> excuse me, relation in romantic relationships, then I do think that we're going in different territories here. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with um, drawing that line. But I also just want to acknowledge that you can you can be single and have so many fulfilling relationships mm-hmm. that aren't romantic. Yeah, we agree with that completely. Like friends are super important. Um, so another question I wanted to bring out to you guys is, Why do you think it's so hard for people to, like, settle down in their 20s? Because I find that that's something that's also really frustrating. That a lot of guys just don't want, or women too, just don't want to settle down and be like, hey, even though I'm 22, I really like this person. Let me just be with them and see where it goes. Like, why? Like, what is that about? Well, I think it's always the, it's hard to explain, but it's not hard to explain. (laughs) It's just always the fear of missing out and saying, Okay, this is I'm settling down with somebody, but are they the best person? Is this the perfect person? Is are they the soulmate that I want to be with? And you know, you could say that at any age, there's always more people that you haven't met. But in your twenties, at least I've learned from being here in New York. Being in Maryland, I knew there weren't people I met, but being in New York, I'm like, man, it's the world is huge. <laughs> and then, you know, traveling and going somewhere else and being out overseas, it's like wow, the world is really big. And like, I would think when I was little and I got heartbroken over this one person, I was never going to recover and it was going to be the worst. Like I remember my first crush and being heartbroken. But then it's like you get older and you're like, there are so many people out here. So I say all that to say that sometimes I feel like you're afraid to commit to one person because you're afraid, one, if I give them a whole bunch of time of my life and then I get hurt, it shouldn't be felt feeling like a waste because all experiences are are helpful, but you might feel like it felt like a waste. And then two, you're just like, but maybe they aren't the absolute perfect person. And I don't know. For me, I always tell people this. I'm I don't really believe in astrology a lot, but I'm a Virgo, and I know I have a lot of perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So again, I'm not a big thing on it, but I do know I have a lot of perfectionist tendencies, and so some things I know I'm like I'm like this got to be right, this got to be right, and I try not to do that in my relationships. But I would say subconsciously, I probably do. And I think in your twenties, but again, it can be in any age. It can just really be a worry of man, but maybe there's someone else out there that I should be, you know, engaging with or talking to. That's not the only reason why I'd say it's hard to settle down, but I think that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, I've never had that feeling. That's the thing that people talk about. I've never felt when I was with someone, oh, I wish I was with someone else. I've never felt that way. You know, I've never broken up with someone. Like, I've never actually broken up with someone. So all of these things are, like, so foreign to me. I'm not—I'm sure at one point, I, some point I will— you know, feel those things. I just don't feel it yet. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I lost said a lot there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, give us something yes. to work with. Yeah. Overstimulating over here. No, it's yeah. great. So first of all, I like to say that if we're talking about the decade of our 20s specifically, In my humble opinion, I think that everyone should be single in their 20s at some point. I also think that everyone should travel in their 20s um, and travel alone. I also think that people should live on their own and see what that's like as well. Because you you have to spend time with yourself to know what you want. And as a result of knowing what you want, you know what you can contribute to a relationship with someone else. and what boundaries and, and what expectations you can set in a relationship that could be fulfilling and long-lasting. When do you think that 
dating gets easier? Do you think it gets easier? Or do you think it kind of just <laughs> lags? Because I'm still trying to figure that out with my life. Because, I mean, I'm only 24, but uh, I can't tell you it's gotten better. I don't know. I mean, I'm always a person that tries to look at the bright side. I think it gets easier. I, I really do. I think as you get older, it gets easier. I think, again, you I think you know more of what you want. I know I more, know more of what I want now that I'm 23 than I was 20. I know more of what I want than I was 22 now that I'm 23. Yep. So I think that helps. Like you said, I think maturity helps. And obviously maturity isn't a hard and fast rule. Some people are really mature at 20. Some people take longer, and they might be more mature at 30. So it just all depends. But I do think that over time, it, it can get easier. Um, and again, I think you get to bounce off your experiences and learn from your experiences what you've been through. And that helps, and you bring that into a new relationship or or a new um, connection. And I think that can ease it a little bit. Yeah. I think that... I think that it just takes effort. You know, you talked about being um, career professional, profession oriented. I can definitely relate to that. And, you know, just like you put in work with uh, your friends, with your school, at your job, you also have to put in work, you know, for a romantic uh, partnership or relationship. And I think that I just... Maybe I just haven't been willing to bend mm-hmm. for for certain for certain people, which is why um, the relationships that I tried to make work in the past just didn't pan out um, because it was unrealistic. I also do want to add, though, that even though we like to think that it gets easier as we get older, there's I would say there's a there's a lot of burden that's placed on single people mm-hmm. as they get older, especially single women, mm-hmm. single women that come from traditional homes. Um, so like, you know, as soon as you, even when I like entered my twenties, I was like getting comments from people in the neighborhood and, you know, relatives, well-meaning relatives, you know, who'd give unsolicited advice, like, what are you doing with your life? And, you know, hurry up and get married. And so I feel like that, that could also create some tension for the Mm -hmm. individual because, being in a relationship does give you a lot of social status. It does, unfortunately, especially specifically like also in Hollywood and just not necessarily in the workplace, but just Hollywood and people and influencers and social media. You know, like the, we talked about the Valentine's Day thing. That's marketing. People are it's their part of their brand to put to promote it and everything. And it's it's just it's crazy. But um, I want to ask, I don't know if you guys feel comfortable talking about it, but did you guys ever have like a reckless time where you guys were kind of just doing some stuff? You don't have to get into detail because I went into detail in Love is a Gamble. You both heard that. Um, I, I may, I do I my may thing. need to refresh my memory, but yeah, I'm sure I heard it. <laughs> I, do, I do my thing. You know, I, I, um, I, I have no problem with um, exploring. I'm going to say that. <laughs> um, you know, I... I think exploration is healthy. It's Let me very, just throw that out there. Yeah, I can. I do too. If you're single, like, for me, like, me being single does not mean that I can't still do certain things. Like, you know, and I know women, there's this, there's a stereotype, you know, that if you do do that, you're a whore, you're slut, you know, slut shamed. And it's, I, I think it's wrong. You know, I, there's certain things I won't do, but that doesn't mean that I won't still try out certain things and explore with certain people that I find interesting. You know, like, 
Well, I'll, I'll definitely say that I've enjoyed <laughs> being single. Mm, um, okay. <laughs> I know. We you got to elaborate now. <laughs> I'm going to leave it and enjoy it. Um, I'm about to put it like this. I feel like like we've always talked about, because you said to keep it like we talk about on the phone. Yeah. Um, there's always been communication with the people that I've talked to and, you know. And, and talk to. I hate people say that. I'm, I'm saying talk to. Like, the You're people that talking, I've been. You're not talking, though. You're not only talking. Okay. Good point. The people, I hate when people the say people that. that I've been engaged with, the people that we've been connected, um, physically connected with. Okay. Physically connected. <laughs> you want to say? Yeah, that's fine. Um, but no, I, I really have, and I don't think being single has ever. I haven't let that keep me from enjoying myself. Um, Good. Again, and not just in that way, but you know, just in just in again taking all the joys of life and really, you know, saying, oh. This was something that actually when I was sing when like when I first became single, I really thought about like I didn't really know a lot of people could like go to the movies by themselves. Not that you couldn't do it, but like I always felt like you look weird because like I always think of and this is a sad story, but like that story of like the guy um in Colorado that shot out the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, I I never want to be that person that goes to a movie and people are just looking at me because like. I'm by myself. Yeah. But then, like, I would hear about people saying, no, going to a movie by yourself is a fun experience. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it really is. And, like, it's really settling. And, like, I talk, talk to people about going to dinner by yourself. And, like, yeah. that's something I've never really done before. But even that, I've heard, is a cool experience. So I feel like I started to realize that. And I would always—I made sure that, you know, I didn't let being single take me away from some of the experiences that I thought were only couple or relationship. I don't know the word for it, but exclusive or needed to be. And that's something that's, you know, I feel like helped me to keep excitement in my life and keep me enjoying myself. So you've had hot boy summers. Have you had a hot boy summer? I mean, because I've had my. You want to call it that? Okay, uh, why don't we call it that? Why why is there not a hot boy summer? Because I know why. It starts now, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I told you I've had hot girl summers. The last summer was crazy. Um, but that was my first summer. Wait, that was the first summer, I think, single in a while. That, yeah. Um, and then anyone's ever had a thotum? Okay. I think I had a thotum. I don't know. Oh, it was yeah. with one person, so I don't know if it was a thotum or not. It's interesting because I feel like I'm open about many things, but when it comes to having, you know, physical relationships or physical encounters with people, I tend to. I tend to shy away from it, and I don't know if it's because I myself have um, just placed pressure and and judgment of like, oh, Adiam, you know, why did you do this with this person? You guys are not, you know, you guys aren't coupled or even serious, right? Um, But yeah, I'd be lying if I say like I didn't. Like, of course course, I've done things. It's natural. (laughs) uh, Would you say you're celibate now? Yes. You are? Yes. I've, I've heard great, I can't do it. But I've heard amazing things about celibacy, and um, I have friends who are celibate, and what I like about them is that they don't judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm, they, you know, my best friend was telling me the other day, like, you date way more people than, like, all of us. Like, because they're celibate, and they, um, you know, some of my friends don't really date. Because dating is, it's, it's like, it's complicated. It's not always great. And they hear my stories, um, it's and it's like, yeah, and it kind of can turn you off a little bit, but... I like that people don't judge each other. I like that someone can be celibate, someone could be open, have their thoughtums, and still they can be friends. Still we can all 
have a conversation. And I, I that's what I like about this. And before we go, I just want to say something. Um, something that I notice that's been great um, is that, like, a lot of celebrities now, like Lizzo, Selena Gomez, they're very confident and they're very open mm-hmm. about being single. But I like that it's not taboo anymore to be a single woman. Absolutely. And also, also to enjoy having sex with men. So it's like, let us do what we want to do. And it's like, you can never, it's like never enough. Mm-hmm. You're either a whore or you're a prude. It's crazy. But, um. It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic and I, I don't like it. But mm-hmm. on that note, thank you to my fabulous guests for joining me. Um, that's all for today. Um, please subscribe to Saucy But Sweet with Ali McPherson. And if there are any topics or anything that you wish we discussed, please DM me. And yeah, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Woo!